0: to see God What does it mean to see God If we see God then it means we're in heaven It means we've arrived It means eternal bliss, happiness. You think about like the happiest moment in your life when you felt maybe just super connected to friends, and like everything else faded away, and it was just like this freedom and and joy and peace. That's just like a sliver of the magnitude of just being with God, goodness and joy and peace itself forever. Like you, you can't even imagine it. You know, if I talk to students, sometimes I'll say, you know, um, you know, we're called to be saints. And, and and there's something about that that I think people are like, uh, um, I'm a little lacking on the qualifications, you know. Um, but maybe, maybe we're exactly where we need to be. Do I have a desire to be a saint? I remember, I think it was around college, a little bit after, that I did. I was like, had this desire. I was like, I just, I know God loves me, and I just want to like love God and love people and love the world and like change the world. I want to be a saint, you know. And then I, I don't hear myself saying it as much now. Like I don't know if I'm, like the world's like maybe more timid or or maybe rather like I've forgotten what does it mean to be a saint. It means to to walk with the Lord. I think this is what it means for me. It's not, it's not a one day, but it's also now. Um, that, that God desires happiness, and I desire happiness. How do I know that? Well, okay, I desire happiness, but I also, anything that impedes my happiness annoys me, <clears throat> right? So if I desire happiness, if what gets in the way annoys me, it tells me that God has given me a desire to be happy. And St. Therese says that, I know that I will be a saint. For God has given me a desire to be a saint, and he would not have given me a desire if he did not have a plan to fulfill it. So if we have a desire to be happy, a desire to be at peace, then God has a plan to fulfill it. What is it so how do we Experience that. How do we see the face of God? We long to see your face, God. You know, because one way to look at it is I'll say to students, I'll say, um, where's God at right now? Like, what's he doing? And sometimes people will say, I have no clue. I can't see him. I can't hear him. I don't know what he's doing because all I feel is blank. And I believe that when you and I, when we go to see God, when we when we try to see Him, whatever we end up seeing is actually what He wants us to see. Because whatever that is, is the thing that He wants to address so that we can see His face. Like, like you know, we can't help but think, Somebody was saying to me the other day, well, they were realizing, like, I think I'm putting the face of this person in my family that I'm angry at. I think I'm putting it on God because the things I'm saying about this person, I'm also saying about God right now. And we realize that it's almost like God's way of saying, I want to look at this with you. Let's look at this. Let's see this. And by talking to me about this, it'll actually pave the way, open the path, that you can see me. It's almost like he's right there, but it's the, the pain and the hurt and the disappointment and my frustration with myself that all those things actually keep me from seeing God. So where do we do? Where do we go? What, is it, what does this look like? St. John says that we are the children of God, beloved we are God's children now. That's who we are. And, and I think we, we kind of lose sight of that. Do, do I feel like the beloved son of God? And whatever comes up in my heart right there, that's what he wants to talk about. Well, I sure don't feel beloved. Or I feel pretty weak because I messed up the other day. Whatever comes up, that's what he wants to talk about. What does it take to be a saint? None of us have the strength to be a saint, right? It's like, well, I'm, I am want to be a saint maybe, but I, I'm, I'm so weak because I keep falling into this. A saint is not somebody who's strong. A saint is somebody who recognizes how weak they are. But they know where to go to find their strength. That, that almost like holiness is... This shortening of time between when I'm, I actually need God to the point when I actually realize it. <laughs> so there's a window, right? Like, like I mess up and then all of a sudden I realize it later. And, and as we keep bringing that to God, the window gets smaller. So instead of like, oh my gosh, 10 years ago I totally did that. And or what i said to my roommate last weekend was really rude or maybe i shouldn't have said that to my parents before i went off to college or you know like like whatever what i did last weekend gosh you know what i should have made a different choice then that whenever i realize that as i bring that to the lord that that he makes that he helps make that window smaller until the saints the saints are the people who are free to be themselves and to choose the good in the given moment like when you hear Mother Teresa talk and interviewed, you're like, it sounded like she had like months to prepare for this interview. No, she was completely free. And in the moment, she was able to choose and speak the good. Because she was able to see the good. But God is good. She was able to see God in that moment. Not just when we get to heaven, but as we look to God. As he transforms us, we're able to see him even now. I think of the story, my one favorite story. You probably can tell uh, the story of the prodigal son, right? That that here's this younger son that he calls his father dead, takes the money, runs off, makes all the foolish choices. You think you think your choices are bad? Like look at like you think lust is a problem you have? Look at what, you know like like he makes all these mistakes. And the Father welcomes him with love. Okay, what does he do so that the Father welcomes him with love? He turns to him. He doesn't pay back all the money. He doesn't get cleaned up and put on some fresh clothes. All he does is turn to him. That the saint is the one who gets better and better at turning to God to the point where we actually are facing God walking with God, seeing God in every moment that we're in. All he had to do was turn to God. All we have to do is turn to, oh, I don't know what to do, Father. There's nothing to do. Turn to him. It's the Father who comes to him and gives him food. It's the Father who comes to him and gives him fresh clothes. It's the father who comes and puts the ring on his his finger to remind him that he is his child. Because that's what sin does. Sin covers us up with mud and sin. And it makes me forget that I have a loving father who sent his beloved son so that I would know that I'm loved. And so the saints are the ones we hear in the book of Revelation who have been purified, made white, in the blood of the Lamb, which should, like, jar us. Like, that's weird. That's a contrast. But the idea is that they are the ones who are so close to the cross with Jesus that his blood is almost like pouring over them. Because what they do is they take their... You know, when we look at God and we think of, like, whatever difficulty, pain, they take that, they bring that to the Lord because they've realized that suffering without God is hell. But suffering with Jesus is purification. And as we keep our eyes on the Lord and he continues to purify us, that he, his, his, his love, his forgiveness, it, it, it washes away the mud and the dirt so that we can actually see him and see who we are. And what happens then is, is as that sin and that muck is, is washed away, you and I actually, as we see God, it's like Moses in the Old Testament when he would talk to God face to face, that he became so radiant that the people made him put a cloth over his face. It's too much for us. That's a good image for heaven, right? The, the, the light. And so purgatory is my eyes adjusting from like inside dark to going outside to the light. But we don't have to wait till we die to do that. That I can turn to the Lord now. I can look at him now and let his light transform me. How do we do that? One practical way, I think, is adoration. There's adoration every day, or Monday through Friday here at the Newman Center now. And as we look at the Lord, like Moses in the meeting tent, that it's his light and his love that reveals who he is and who we are. And anything that as I go to pray, anything that pops up in my heart is his way of saying I want to talk about that. Which often is like my guilt or my shame, which is his way of saying I want to talk about that because you're carrying that burden like the young like the prodigal son. You feel unworthy to be my son. Talk to me about that, because as soon as you show that to me, I'm going to put a ring on your finger and remind you that my love for you has never left, that you have always been my son. And so the saints are those who walk in that confidence, in that freedom with Jesus, and no matter what comes at me, no matter how much dirt is on me, no matter how much the world is turned against me, that Jesus is with me, and I have a Father who defends me, In 1971, there was a young uh, a woman, an Italian woman, who was born named Chiara, Chiara Badano. When she was 17 years old, not too far from this age, right? She had this pain in her shoulder. And so she, she went to the doctor. Um, this, this pain won't go away, no matter how many Tylenol I take, you know? And the doctor looked at it and said, Actually, I have bad news. You have bone cancer, which is really painful and it's fatal. But here's the thing, Chiara Badano knew of God's love for her. And she knew what to do when there was difficulty and suffering and pain in her life. She brought it straight to Jesus. And it began to transform her even more because she recognized this is something that's coming to to me that I didn't ask for. If something's coming to us that we didn't ask for, it's part of his plan. And we can choose to reject it, or we can say, like, Jesus, take this cup from me, but not my will, your will be done. We can say, no one takes my life from me. I freely embrace it. I freely lay it down. And what happened was this, even at the young age, 17, then she turned 18, that this began to transform her. That during the chemo, her hair would fall out. And she would take it, and she would look up to heaven, and she would say, for you, Jesus. If you want it, then I want it too. And people in the hospital began to notice. Uh, The doctor said, through her smile... And through her eyes, full of light, she showed us that death doesn't exist, only life exists. She's the one dying, teaching everyone else about what it means to truly live. They called her Chiara Luce, light, because there was like this radiance. Because she, where does light come from? Where does joy come from? One place. And as she kept her face on the Lord, that it was radiating through her. Some of her friends said this, At first we thought we would visit Chiara Luce to keep her spirits up. However, we soon realized that in fact we were the ones who needed her. Her life was like a magnet drawing us towards her. That's why you see images like at Nativity downtown and other churches of the saints as stained glass windows. That the more we decrease, the more we realize it's not about me, but my job is simply to take everything in my life and to surrender it to the Lord, that he transforms us more and more, and his light will shine through us. So that not only are we able to see God, but people in the world will be able to see him through us. I, I bet for many people here that, that, that our friends, they look at us and they know there's something different about us. And they might even look at us and say, Man, you're lucky. You, you have such a positive attitude. But they don't realize maybe the reason for our hope. But when we keep the reason for our hope before us, even in the face of great suffering, That we can still have incredible joy and peace, knowing that he has a plan. That for every cross, there's a resurrection. And so, Kiara died at the age of 18. And now we call her blessed, acknowledging that God has brought her to heaven. And she died with a smile on her face. And she said uh, to her, her, her parents, she says, Do not be sad, because I am going to be with Jesus. That's the goal. But we don't have to wait to go be with Jesus. That we can turn to him today in prayer. We can can go to adoration. And I promise and guarantee you, and the Lord provides the way, that if we look at him long enough, we will see him.